0: This is John
1: and Nancy.
0: Yeah, my favorite 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 um, guest star. I don't know what the right word is. I don't think it's guest star. But anyway, no, this you're is not paying me. Passage to wisdom and um, we're in the cabana right now. This is the cabana where the chaos stays. And today the chaos there is going is away.
1: Chaos in the cabana. <laughs> Anyway, there really is.
0: <laughs> yeah, we have a little song about it. Uh, but that's not what I'm talking about today. Um, Nancy and I were talking about a story that she loves uh, that has a wonderful, wonderful message in it for actually today, for this day right here. And it's, uh, it involves a trip that I was on, but I'm going to stop and turn it over to you.
1: Yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, not long before John, John's dad passed away, John decided it would be a wonderful memory to take his dad on a trip to a place he'd always wanted to go, and that was the Galapagos Islands. I think if you had waited another couple of weeks, I'm not sure the trip would have been able to take place. But no, he was they too had a, fragile. Yeah. They had a great time, and I think it was one of those trips that will be the memory of a lifetime. Mm-hmm. But when John came back, he told me about one of the evenings after they had been out exploring on the islands, that the naturalist after dinner was giving a lecture about all the different flora and fauna and animals on the islands and you know the Galapagos Islands is just like Madagascar one of the few places in the world where there are so many uh, native animals and creatures that don't exist anywhere else but that night one of the things he talked about was a particular colony of beetles and there are many colonies of beetles on the island but this one in particular he said is so important to the ecosystem of the Galapagos Islands if it ever happened that that particular colony of beetles went extinct within about 20 years the entire ecosystem of the galapagos islands would implode and he went on to say nobody comes to the islands to see those beetles but they're so critical to the functioning of every other piece of the ecosystem and i remember being quite stunned by that story and I had two thoughts. The first one was with the kind of work that I do in the Bay Area, it made me think of our smaller churches. It's so easy in an ecosystem like the Bay Area to focus on the big churches and their important part. But immediately when John told me that story, I thought of the church I grew up in. Hmm. There was maybe 50 or 75 people. It was my grandmother's church, Pioneer Baptist Church in Norwalk, California. And the pastor, the Reverend Ray Overstreet, was a bivocational pastor. I don't think they even used those words back in those days. He ran a tool and die shop. And on the weekends he preached. I remember as a little kid, I would beg my grandmother not to sit in the first two rows because it was a little bit like going to SeaWorld. It was shampoo and you needed a overcoat <laughs> to protect you from the spraying that would happen when he got really revved up. He would tell marvelous stories. I just had a really good experience in that church. It was very important, formative to me. Um, in so many ways as a young child and that story of the beatles i will use often in my work to encourage those that are in smaller churches which often in our culture can be left feeling less than that um, you really are important but beyond that i also thought of us in our lives and how um you know with jesus I think if you want to start a worldwide movement, your language is really important and would have been good if he could have thought through talking about tsunamis and seismic shifts, but instead the language he chose was the disproportionate impact of small things, of salt and light and yeast and seeds. And either he didn't use the right language or he understood something that I don't easily understand. And I think since he created the operating system of the universe, I'm going to go with him. And that it is the nature of a seed both to die and to be small and give a disproportionate impact. Um, John and I heard a sermon at a church. Just thinking about Dave Tish yesterday. Yeah, Yeah. Dave Tish at Westgate gave a fabulous sermon on, of all things, Sodom and Gomorrah and Abraham and Lot. But he used the passage to pull out um, when these people came to Lot's house. know to Abraham's house to be shown hospitality they pulled out something like 60 cups of flour
0: it was three seers of flour Flour. and so he went back and did the math of um, how much flour that is and then it turns out that's the same measurement that Jesus uses Mm
1: -hmm. in another passage tells
0: a parable about the kingdom of God is like yeast um, that's able to penetrate, and it's, again, 3C as a flour.
1: Which was 60 or 90 cups of flour. I think it might have been 90. Uh,
0: I think it was, the, the ratio was such that if you did the math, um, you would need, uh, it, was, it was one unit of yeast to 373 units of flour. Yeah. And that's all that it takes to, um, what does yeast do? Permeate?
1: Mm-hmm. Permeate and leaven. It it. releases the kind of gas that makes the bread rise. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah.
0: So just one out of 373, that's a tiny little bit, one 373rd. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I think it was 90 cups of flour and just a half a cup of yeast. So the proportions are so off, and yet that's all that's needed. Hmm. And I think often I, maybe you're like this too, think I have to do big things for God or I'm not doing enough, and God's reminder is there is a disproportionate impact. small things and um, there's two women that I meet with on zoom a couple times a month and we pray together we read a book together we catch up on each other's lives and I think a couple months ago I mentioned that story and one of the women grabbed onto it and just said it reminded her of what she lacked at work reminding herself that she needed to as she put it be the beetle and so she said about uh, how she wrote that on a post-it note and would just remind herself at work to be the beetle And so we had breakfast together this last Saturday, and I had made for our keychains this little loop. It's actually a dog tag, but I had them right on there, Be the Beetle, and I gave it uh, to them and to me, just to keep around and think. um, When I leave for work early enough, and I have margin, and I don't get frustrated, and I can wait at a stop sign for some elderly woman to cross the street without getting frustrated, those are small things that bring in the kingdom of God in a disproportionate way. So I love that story.
0: So look for small things today.
1: Yeah, and be the beetle.
0: Yeah, might be somebody that you can encourage. Might be a note that you can write um, when you're fixing a meal just to do something that's um, caring for the person that's getting it when you're cleaning something up.
1: Be patient at the store with a clerk. Mm. Um, Mm. When you drive, let somebody else in. When Mm. you are in a meeting... Um, give somebody else a chance to talk, or ask a question that might pull somebody else in. Be kind to somebody that you would normally overlook. Um, And then remember when you do that, um, these are all the things that God does for us. Be the
0: Beetle. Yeah, and when you contact us, we will give you your own personal Be the Beetle dog tag.
1: 24 bucks each, I don't think we will. We can't afford that. Oh
0: my gosh, is that what it is? 24 bucks each, but it's on Etsy. So you can do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Thanks. See you next time. We can wait a minute too, cause Tim can edit this Everyone want to. Or sometimes- he Hi just, Tim! Sometimes he just puts this part on too, cause no. other people get a kick out of it. Yeah, he does. No. Yeah, he's a funny guy. I too. he is a funny guy. Thanks for joining us. Receive alerts for new episodes by texting the word become to the number 56525 or invite a friend by sharing the link become new dot me.